Well, guys, welcome to the second podcast of the Outspoken Thirties with your host, me, Natalie. I. So I'm currently, uh, this is a very bizarre time to record a podcast and it's probably not the most appropriate, but I am in standstill traffic on my way to Whitburn in Sunderland to stay over tonight and coach a workshop in the morning. And in my head, I thought actually I could record a podcast whilst driving partly here and then stop it when, and you know, go to a services and stop it. Um, but then I realised how noisy the motorway was and that actually wasn't ideal. But I'm in standstill traffic for probably another half an hour. I'm not going to lie, I hate traffic and it is the bane of my life, but we roll. This is my own fault. I'm one of those people that say I'm going to leave at one time and I apparently did not leave on time. It was two hours after. So, the subject of today, considering that I am en route to teach a workshop, I wanted to talk about becoming a coach and being a coach and the ups and downs of being a coach and doing workshops because as much as I love coaching and that there isn't anything negative to actually say about coaching as such, but it's more how it can mentally affect me after coaching and now that's more of a perfectionism thing for me to be honest I am a bit of a perfectionist I say a bit a complete perfectionist even though I am putting these podcasts out and they're not perfect and sometimes I will just roll with it and see what happens so uh, I suppose I should go back to how I fell into coaching as really because I mean I started handstands back in 2018 I'm hoping that the truck noises isn't going to pick up I'm going to listen to this back and see what it's like but hopefully it's not going to be too bad so I uh, started doing handstands back in 2018 and I'm not going to lie I didn't have much help at the start and I was I literally genuinely thought that I would be able to have it done in a week. I'd be like, yeah, I can do it on stand in a week. It's not even hard. Really not. And that's most people's attitude until they try as an adult. Because trust me, there's a lot more to it than just kicking up and trying to throw yourself upside down. There's a lot more to it. Anyway, I have worked with numerous coaches over the years, literally from different backgrounds, gymnasts, uh, yoga teachers, circus athletes, all different kinds of people. And I've kind of combined a lot of that coaching into my own style of coaching because we've all got our own style and unique. And it's kind of took me a little bit of time to find my own style, shall we say. I always say this, shall we say. I don't even really think it makes any sense. And some people do get confused. So yeah. I what happened in lockdown obviously I decided that because I had spare time which is not something that really happens in my life that much but I had spare time and decided to start a online program to help people to get into handstands and at this point my handstands were not great but you know we've all kind of got to start somewhere and what's going on here just casually just you getting interrupted by the highways here and just casually people pushing in left right and center i am suspecting that there is an accident somewhere so i'm waiting to bump into that and hope that um 
it's not too bad. Anyway, carrying on. Got distracted. Sorry about that, guys. So I decided to start this online challenge and get as many people upside down as possible. I had a small following on Instagram at this point and still my following is not massive. Now, as they say, it's all about quality over quantity. And, you know, a lot of brands and big brands out there, and some, even some people do have followers are fake, which might look good, but actually conversion to people buying from you or investing in your business or your ideas it's it's going to be it's going to be pretty low if you've got a lot of fake followers now from the challenge that I basically created so I created an online challenge where in 30 days people could go from zero to being able to do a handstand now that wasn't a freestanding amazing handstand because trust me it's, it's going to take more than 30 days but it was more about who could make the most progress in 30 days going from either zero to just being able to kick up to the wall or zero to even trying to do freestanding or zero to just getting over the fear and doing a better chest of wall that's kind of how the handstand movement was born and i mean i suppose the handstand movement as a business could be its own podcast but for now i'm just going to talk about the coaching element of it um and I did a lot of helping people via Instagram, voice notes, that kind of thing, giving people as much feed as pack as possible. And in-person is so much, like in hindsight, in-person coaching is so much easier to try and explain what people are doing wrong. I am a very like visual person, so I'm quite good at showing people. Sometimes when I explain, it doesn't come out the right way. It might make sense in my head and then I say it and then it doesn't make sense. So. But, you know, this is what you have to deal with with online. I feel like now online I would be a better coach because I've had more experience in person and I know what people struggle with a lot and I've kind of got ways around things. But ultimately, back then, uh, I was kind of limited. I created this online program and I developed this over time. And then fast forward, I think it was... I think I started that in April 2020 and I don't know about I don't know about you but literally the whole Covid thing is a bit of a blur and I, my timeline and like when things happen and what happened here and what happened there it's like it's all a bit of a blur and I always get my dates mixed up literally always and it was about a year later I think I managed to get a gig so my friend Beth who I met from handstands doing gymnastics at a gymnastics class um she was doing handstand classes at a place called a siren asylum now that's a women's only gym in salford and uh, it's a great space really nice people very unique people and not just your average gym like people can really be themselves in that gym and i am currently think going past an accident no you are joking me like i'm just gonna stop you there guys and tell you if this traffic is because a mini has broke down i'm not gonna lie i will be absolutely fuming it's got to be more than a mini being broke down it's got to be anyway moving on back to siren asylum i'm hoping you're enjoying the interruptions of my driving <laughs> I tend to be even better at talking whilst driving, even though I'm technically multitasking. I'm not doing anything to break the law. It's all hands-free, so don't worry about that. And I was literally stood still 
when I um, clicked on my mic, so it's all good in the hood. Moving on, I got the gig at Siren Asylum and it was a slow start, but seriously, before I knew it, I was going from one class a week to two classes a week and at one point seven classes a week. Now, this is when the classes were on a gym membership and people were booking them and there was like... <laughs> People setting alarms to book these classes and it was crazy. Even I was like, what the hell? Now, at this point, I didn't really have much, not necessarily much going on in my life, but didn't really have much of a social life as per se. And I just kind of was like, do you know what? I might as well do these classes because I've not got anything else better to do. And the people that I was teaching, we all had such a good laugh and such a good time. And... You know, I stuck this out for a period of time. Bear in mind, I was still doing my graphic design job at this time as well. So now I think back, I currently now only do two classes a week, three classes max. And the fact that that even drains me and I was doing seven classes a week and doing design is beyond me. I don't know how I did it. I honestly, I literally probably don't, don't know how I, I think I did lose my shit a few times, but I didn't completely lose my shit and, you know, stopped doing it. So I must have done something right. Um, so fast forward, doing all these classes constantly and I I think I don't know if I mentioned this in the first episode because I recorded the first episode numerous times and it was a little bit different every time because I'm kind of just ad hocly, ad hocly, if that's even a word, talking. I can't remember what I said but I am a very, I'm one of those people that likes to help people and this has come... I suppose at the detriment of my own mental health sometimes because I put other people first. Now, one second. Can we just? Why does the sat nav say, do you want to save 12 minutes? Of course I want to save 12 minutes. Not no thanks. Um, moving on. Um, yeah, so at the detriment of my own mental health and constantly putting other people first and not really looking after myself. Um don't pass I have no idea what's going on here and I did discover this quite a lot last year and I eventually ended up reducing my classes and I think once the classes went on to pay per class the class demand did reduce quite a bit because obviously a cost of living crisis etc people realized they couldn't actually afford it so which did help me to a degree but I found that I really love helping people with handstands but I was constantly exhausted, like constantly, because I'm trying to train myself. And I find that I think a lot of other coaches are the same where, you know, you're kind of putting other people first. And in reality, if you don't look after yourself, who is going to look after you? And I think when people are in relationships and you kind of have someone calling them out as in like, why are you working so much? Why are you doing this so much? Come on, like, spend some time with me, basically. Because I've not really had that. That's why I've always worked. I'm just consistently working all the time and probably on burnout consistently whereas now it's a little bit different I just don't get me wrong I still people will still say that I do work like a maniac but trust me I even I know that it's not as bad as it once was but I want to kind of talk about the things that they don't tell you as a coach <laughs> so <laughs> I think especially when it's a coach of a skill and I know that I am not top level but I have to remember that I'm still better than someone who's a complete beginner. 
and I mean that in a non-big-headed way because um, I'm not a big-headed person. Sorry about the vibrating of my phone. Um, I'm just checking it is still recording. Yeah, so learning a skill and I think people on social media are quite it's quite well known that you know people compare each other to how they look and you know especially as coaches you're supposed to look a certain way and like why would you go and train with a coach if they don't look a certain way and I mean to a degree I kind of I kind of get that but ultimately you know we all go through different phases in our lives and you know as a coach you can't always have a six-pack unless it's coming to a detriment of your own life i tell you what it is going off today we're on um we've got a mercedes i think this is that's an undercover cop um that's trying to get past a lorry which just is ridiculous if i'm honest because they're not going to get past what is going on this is mental absolutely mental um i'm sorry about the detour on the conversation hopefully you'll find this interesting um i clearly like background noise in all of my podcasts yes lad the first podcast was a um who is beeping was a ice cream van and now this is an undercover cop it's a volvo actually it's a shitty volvo anyway moving on sorry about this guys I don't know if this is a good idea or not, and people might absolutely hate this podcast, or you might absolutely love it, I have no idea. So, rewinding back to being a coach, and yeah, the uh, the downsides of it is the comparing yourself in terms of not actually aesthetics, especially in the skill-based industry, but actually what you can do. Like, I've I found myself doing this a lot, and I know I shouldn't, but like I know that I can't press the handstand yet, and it frustrates me, and then I, I always feel like, why would people come and train with me because I'm not top level, but then I also... I kind of have arguments in my own head of, yeah, I might not be that good, but actually I know that someone that good actually can be quite intimidating, for, especially for complete beginners, because as, as someone who's still learning, even now, so like going to people who are really top level, it can be quite intimidating, even though it shouldn't be, but we kind of create this own story in our own head of, oh, wow, they're amazing. I'm never going to be like that. Like it's going to take me years, right, da, da, da. But I have had this myself and experienced it myself and I don't know if other people have and I would be totally interested to know if other people have experienced this as coaches. Um, and I think also dealing with injuries as a coach, literally, I feel like my whole life, or not my whole life, but my whole time training and being a coach in particular, especially with handstands, I have had injuries, mainly um, shoulder I started, when I started handstands, I probably had this injury that I didn't know about, and it was from, actually, I think it stemmed from a snowboarding accident years ago where I banged my elbow, shunted my shoulder, and caused impingement in my left shoulder, which then caused, like, the whole left side to be lax as hell, literally my left side never wants to join the party when it comes to doing anything it drives me insane and the minus connection isn't as good and it really requires me to think like mad about it and it drives me mad but i do what i can um and living with that as an injury is really frustrating especially when you know other people can 
progress a lot quicker because they're kind of injury free and when, when having a shoulder impingement has meant that press to handstand has felt impossible for quite a period of time and I think even when you get past not that I think my other shoulder is ever going to be 100% perfect but not being in pain but actually I think it takes over your brain and your brain never sort of forgets about the injury and then I get in my own head and I'm like but I still can't do it I'm still not good enough because I've had this injury and I'm never going to be strong enough I think it's getting out that cycle and you know just training on your own it's a different story but when you're a coach you feel like you've got to be a certain level and you know it's not that simple at all and I have found myself you know comparing and thinking why you know why why do people want to train with me and you know it's actually it then leads on to when doing workshops I think I remember doing my first ever workshop I had people help me because I didn't think I'd be good enough to do it on my own and to be fair having 20 people in a workshop I don't I like to give value and if I can't get to everyone and give everyone you know attention and help then I'm almost like well why am I bothering because like I don't want people to come away from a workshop and be like that was okay I want people to be like do you know what I really enjoyed that I really took value from it and I really had a good time and I think one of not necessarily first workshops but one workshop in particular that I remember is someone give me feedback to my face and it was great feedback and you know they said oh I think that was really well planned it was well executed like you can tell your thoughts about it and oh the it just I couldn't it made it it was kind of overwhelming and I, I suppose it's having that moment of thinking actually shit I actually can do this but even from that one I still did quite a few workshops and every workshop that I don't do it as much now so I have my moments but every workshop I'm like oh my god I missed this I didn't do this I didn't help them oh no crap I should have done this and I should have done that and like constantly doubting myself and thinking that I should have done it better when in actual fact I still did a good job and I don't need to stress and people still enjoyed themselves and yeah this I think this is something that people don't tell you about when they don't talk about because it's honestly it's the anxiety and I don't feel like I've ever had anxiety really until I started to uh, teach workshops and I think when was it I had it I've had a few where I've literally just come away and just been like oh my god literally it's killing me inside and I'm just like having an overthink and thinking how I could have made it better and and then I get feedback from people and everyone's like it was really good I really enjoyed it and I'm like what I need to get out of my own head, stop being crazy. And these are the things that people don't talk about. I'm hoping that the fan noise isn't too noisy, but it is, God, I don't even know what temperature it is, but it's warm, so having a cool fan on helps. Um, so yeah, that, that's one of like, I suppose, not the downside as such, because it's something that I've got to deal with myself, but it's one of the things that as a coach, I've found the hardest is to, you know, accept that I am, good enough and people have learned from me and have you know if I'm not 100% confident in myself on something I get a bit nervous about it and I'll you know I, I tend to be not a negative person like when it's I'm really good at cheerleading everyone else but when it comes to myself I can be really harsh on myself and this is something that I've had to learn to get better at and it's not easy and I still have moments of you know doubting myself 
but we live and we learn excuse the noise of my car starting again this is you know on the energy saving ladida which i just i don't even want it on to be honest i don't we don't want auto start stop off but yeah but that's kind of not like i say it's not the downside but it's the side of coaching that i don't think i don't really show to people apart from like best friends but i would never show to people who i coach um and do workshops for but obviously if you do come to workshops or you are coached by me you now know my secret um it's not a secret but you'll know why i always go that extra mile to make sure you're getting what you know you're getting your money's worth like even down to doing little goodie bags in the workshop that is something i think it's a nice little touch and it gives something people to go away with and i know it's something that i would like in general and that's why i try and with workshops and coaching i try and do it how i would want it and i i have got high high expectations but i know they are realistic at the same time like not ridiculous expectations but you know i don't want things to be shit so that's why i always try and make them good as good as possible and like i'm in my head i really want to be doing an app and build this and build that but i have to be realistic that I'm doing this coaching on the side of my other job because right now I'm trying to build the business and I'm not going to lie, I am too terrified right now to take it full time and not be busy. Uh, I mean, I'll always be busy, but not have consistent work and not earn enough money because especially being an adult, we know this truck's a bit bloody noisy. It's, um, It's not easy and it costs money and I've got to pay bills so there's at this moment in time I haven't I am having to do two jobs and graft one's ass off but I know there is a light at the end of the tunnel and I know if I keep going and keep going you know I'll get to a level where it's okay to maybe just do more handstand coaching and less design work I know this it, it will it will come over time so I mean how long have we been chatting 22 minutes and I think I've moved about not even 100 meters in 22 minutes so originally I was supposed to get into Sunderland for six o'clock and now it's saying seven and I'm fuming with myself because I was on the phone at this point um hands free of course you know I was going to stop at a services and it was one do you know what actually put me off which is the most ridiculous thing it was a shit logo it's called extra but as i drove past extra on the opposite side you had to kind of get off the motorway i realized how good of a services extra was and i was not getting an extra services stop and i've not stopped and i'm absolutely starving and that services had nando's so i'm even more fuming with myself because i could have had nando's oh nando's chicken and that would have saved me so now i'm probably going to have to settle for an m&s a kfc maybe i mean you know any time now would be nice to go and get food one thing i am happy about is that i put my goodie bags in my back seat so i've just managed to rob a pack of fruit pastels before i die of starvation uh because that's you know it's not what we need right now do not need and i'm trying to not drink too much because then i'll need a wee and obviously i can't stop for a wee um so yeah going back to 
the final, not finalising, but finishing off the whole coaching process. I absolutely love coaching people and helping people. And I think actually becoming a coach has improved me as a person and helped me become more patient with my own practice like looking at what I can do and what other people who are beginners can do not in comparison but actually a reality check of actually I've come a long fucking way like I've actually I've gone from not being able to do anything like no experience in this balancing on your hands world to being able to hold a handstand and I think being able to share my journey with other people but then obviously start over some like help other people start their journey and watch people go from being terrified or you know just got no coordination and that kind of thing and just not not being able to do a handstand to then being able to do it is like honestly I think it's not even a job it's one of the most rewarding things that I've ever done it's a totally different experience to I mean wing graphic design I obviously do work for stuff and stuff for people and you know they use those designs to then potentially make money and bring customers in and stuff but it's not the same coaching I think I always felt like there was something that I was put on this planet to do and I think finding handstands at 28 was possibly the best thing that ever happened to be honest because it completely turned my life quite literally upside down and then going into coaching and finding this new this new skill and obviously I did train as a personal trainer so I could just teach people handstands I don't have much interest in wanting to be a full-time personal trainer I think the work the marker rate the marker rate yeah cannot apparently I can't speak market market is is it saturated is that the right word where there's so many people doing it I, I honestly think I have my clever moments, but some days I'm like, get confused with, I really just need to eat a dictionary and know and understand what all words are. I'm one of those people that some people say big words too, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and then go and Google it because I haven't got a clue what it means. <laughs> when I was using chat AI to write some descriptions for my website, it, it was coming out with all sorts of words, and I was like what and uh, I did just kind of I put in I think I requested can we make it more relaxed and less formal because it's not my kind of chat if that makes sense like it's not like big words like when I'm coaching as well I try not to bamboozle people with mainly because I've got a memory of a fish and I cannot remember every muscle like it's not something that I'm doing all day every day but I know that if I tell someone the name of a muscle that they might be using they'll be like what no, not got a clue. Whereas if I point out to them, say, this is, say, the lats, not latimus, dortimus, or dorty, whatever it is. Um, I say, we'll use the lats, and then just point it out. They've got more of a chance of kind of getting an understanding. So I'm trying to simplify the world of coaching and make make it easy for anyone and everyone, abled, able-bodied, to be able to do a handstand I think what we on we're on nearly half an hour I think these podcasts are gonna be I think I'm going for a half an hour mark especially when it's just me chatting because 
I mean, I can, I mean, I can definitely talk for England and I could probably talk for an hour. But I know that when I do some co-hosting with people, I'm not sure who the first co-host is going to be just yet. I think I've got a few lined up. Uh, James probably being one of them. James is a uh, PT, a very good PT at that as well. And he's got his own gym. And we have many, a chat. actually he's probably inspired me the most to do these uh podcasts because we have had like podcast what's the word podcast voice notes so we send each other like really long voice notes and well, we've not done it for a while to be fair because we're both really busy but podcast voice notes and just chat chats about life and all sorts so we both said that we need to do a podcast together so hopefully at one point at some point he may be a regular he thinks he's going to be a regular whether he is is a different story hopefully he'll listen to this so he knows <laughs> um he might be a regular because we can uh we chat about all sorts of shit to be honest and he's in his 30s as well so he's on the i feel like i, I want to get people in sorry about the noise who are in their 30s and i think then it will these trucks are very noisy i'm so sorry but it will follow hey, a bit of a theme of being 30s and obviously then you kind of people in the 30s are my kind of people and we can we can be nostalgic all day long about anything and everything from the noughties especially this truck next to me is really loud and i'm hoping that it's not going to ruin the end of this friggin' podcast because it's been so quiet up until now i hope um but yeah i hope you enjoyed my chat about coaching and the pros and cons of coaching there is a lot i say cons there's a lot more good stuff to do with coaching than there is bad stuff and the bad stuff has got nothing to do with the clientele it is my own head i might i am my own worst enemy and it is something that i'm definitely working on but i kind of want to share share this experience to let other people know that you know i'm with you i'm i feel the same none of us are perfect and we all have our moments of doubt in ourselves but we kind of just gotta as i always say fake it until we make it um even though fake it till we make it isn't probably the best wording but we will so i hope you enjoyed uh this little journey with me to sunderland of which i am still nearly two hours away from tell me now and um i'm probably gonna post this out uh for sunday i think i think that's when i'm gonna schedule it to go because the first one's out of the way and i think sunday is going to be my day of choice on a weekly basis to post podcasts so thank you all for listening if you did get to the end thank you even so if you got out then you won't have even heard this so yeah if you do not follow me on instagram it's the outspoken 30s and it's the same on tiktok both a kind of different content to what i'm putting on here so hopefully you can uh, stalk me on uh, all channels if you really want to thanks again guys